This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. And now we turn to the latest sexual misconduct scandal on Parliament Hill, which is most interesting because this time it's a woman who is accused. A woman, by the way, who has almost made a cottage industry of accusing other men, a kind of third-party avenger. NDP MP Christine Moore has been suspended from caucus pending an independent investigation into allegations by wounded war veteran, retired Corporal Corporal Glenn Kirkland, that she abused her power as an MP in pursuing an unwanted relationship with him in 2013 after he testified on Parliament Hill. He says she plied him with alcohol and followed him to his hotel where they had sex and then showed up unannounced at his home in Manitoba. She says they were lovers, and he pursued her. She's also suing some of the reporters who wrote about it. Now, Moore is the person who first accused, ousted NDP MP Aaron Weir of sexual harassment, as well as two liberal MPs who were ousted a few years ago. Uh, Remember, Weir was ousted after this investigator found that he talks too close to people. Really? (laughs) Very interesting. And I'm not even sure what there is to investigate in this, because Kirkland is not accusing Moore of anything illegal. He went public with this because he thought the hypocrisy of her actions was too much. Yikes. I mean, (laughs) I almost want to shower talking about this, though. It It is interesting. Okay, I'll admit that. Numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Right now, we have Nini Krishnapa. He is the Vice President of Corporate Practice and Issues Management at National Public Relations, uh, which means uh, he does the kind of crisis communications that someone in Christine Moore's position might hire. Welcome. Thank you so much, Libby. Great to be here. And Sue Ann Levy, investigative columnist with Post Media. Hi, Sue Ann. Hi there, Libby. How are you? Fine. Okay, Sue Ann, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start with you. Um, what do you make of this? Oh, my God. Well, either this woman is a nutcase or the um, Me Too movement has just... This is an example of the Me Too movement going much too far. I mean, initially, the initial allegations were a bit dodgy, but now she's pursuing this even further and threatening legal action and against uh, and has developed, cooked up this whole story, and I do believe it has been cooked up, a uh, whole story about them being lovers uh, to save her hide. I mean, the victim, uh, the... Uh, it's reverse victim shaming, as far as I'm concerned. Well, you know, I, I have a slightly different take. And to me, this kind of illustrates the difficulty with all of this, mm-hmm. is that I, I'm not sure, I don't know this woman, I'm not sure um, if I think, I don't think she cooked it up. I think 
that in her mind, she probably thinks that's what happened. And in, in his mind, that's what he says happens. And I think th- when it comes to love and sex, that kind of disconnect happens quite a lot. In this case, I have to say I hashtag believe him. Uh, and uh, the business of suing, and I'm going to turn to Nini now, uh, is that I think that a lot of people, when they are uh, accused like this, and if she were a man, like she'd be gone, uh, that in one of the ways they clear their name is is to sue, and they don't really have choice in the matter, Nini? Yeah, no, it's an interesting situation, and certainly it has all of the ingredients for a really salacious and, in, and, and, and fascinating narrative. You have a politician, you have a wounded war hero, you have alcohol involved, you have you know wanting to take lie detectors, all wrapped up in a nice sex, you know, um, wrapping. And so, so really, you know, Ottawa at the best of times is a bit of a fishbowl. I worked on the hill for a number of years, and uh, but uh, and you know, not sexy, not sexy. <laughs> but you know, you look at a person the wrong way in Ottawa, and all of a sudden, you know, tongues start wagging. This has taken the nation's capital by storm, and this is dominating discussions. In in that city and across the country. I do think, though, that this is a classic, classic he said, she said narrative that's happening right now. And while Glenn came out of this, you know, all Glenn's blazing and certainly took the lead, i got to give Christine more credit because, you know, from a communications perspective, she's responded well in round two of this battle in terms of really putting it back on him. Her narrative, the one that she's trying to create, is one that's based on fact, on evidence. I mean, she's putting forward... Um, you know, airplane tickets that he that he booked to visit her. That to me sounds like someone who you know it's a bit of a two way street here, right? And if he's actually has on record a ticket that he was going to go visit her in Quebec from Manitoba, she's talking about you know them going away together in Manitoba and spending time one on one. He's claiming it was with he was with a bunch of friends and so forth in Saskatchewan. There's a lot of things that uh, still are yet to be determined. And I think what makes this especially interesting is because, you know, roles have been reversed for one of the few instances in the whole Me Too era. This is a man who's claiming that a woman used her position of power to uh, to her advantage over him and took advantage of him. Uh, it's, it's fascinating on many levels. And what really, really sets us apart is because you have here an individual who represents the NDP in Ottawa, uh, the Party for Social Justice, who is being accused of doing things that go co- totally contrary to the whole concept of social justice. And when have you not heard that happen? I mean, the M- NDP can be the most hypocritical party going, as I see in Ontario with what's going on with the uh, election race. But, you know, I I think the thing that we have to hone in on, Libby, mm-hmm. um, is that she had a, a position of power. It was a power imbalance, whether it was, and I do believe uh, both of you are correct, the p- truth probably lies somewhere in between. Um, I'm not sure I would have pursued it to this length had I been her, but she, uh, she was the MP. And, you know, and we talk all the time about men in positions of power who take advantage of poor interns or whomever, uh, naive women. And, and the roles have, as, as has been noted, the roles have been re- reversed. But she should have known better. I mean, you know, why would you even lure a guy to a hotel room? When, well, when she says she wasn't lured. I mean, to me, the crux of the story is... The hypocrisy. I mean, I remember yeah. when I first heard about those two uh, liberal MPs, and it was she was 
It was not with her. It was a third party. And it sounded like the issue was there was consensual sex. The guy behaved like a cad. Well, you know what? He behaved like a cad, but that's not illegal. And I don't think you should lose your career for that. And and then this happened two more times, and they've just expelled somebody, um, you know, for, you know, probably not having a lot of emotional intelligence. But, I mean, I, it just, I don't know. Nene? Yeah, if there's one thing that I've learned, and I, I'm doing a lot of work right now, shockingly, in the area of sexual harassment and what's <laughs> acceptable and what isn't acceptable from an issues management perspective. And one of the things I think we're learning in terms of this whole Me Too era is the need to take a step back and not rush to judgment either way. Um, you know, there are certain cases where the evidence is overwhelming, such as in the Weinstein situation, um, you know, where, you know, it's it's quite obvious. But, you know, you look what happened between Sarah Thompson and, and, and Steve Pakin, right? I mean, you know, had we been too quickly to judge? Well, yeah, except Steve that a lot Pakin, of people know Sarah Thompson Sarah, and know Sarah's Steve well known. This comes back to the credibility of the individuals yeah. involved. And very little yeah. is known about Glenn Kirkland beyond the fact that he's, you know, served his country with distinction and was wounded. Um, you know, it's just coming out right now that he actually ran for the liberal nomination for a period of time in the in the in the riding of Brandon Suris in Manitoba. So he is a federal liberal. Does that have anything to do with this? I have no idea, but you know, what is his what what what's the story? We know her story that she was responsible for the downfall of three MPs, two liberals and one NDP here. What do we know about Glenn Kirkland? At this point, I think we have to suspend judgment and let the facts come out. Thankfully, or to our detriment, we live in an era of technology where, you know, there's texts that can come out, there's email records and so forth. At some point, this is all going to come to the forefront over the next weeks and months, and we're going to be able to make a very informed call on who's to blame. I think it's somewhere in the middle. This is a quarrel between two individuals that, you know, the relationship just didn't go where they wanted and, it to and, go. And I don't know, you know, I, I, I again don't know why it's a, an issue of this kind. Uh, we've got to take a break. Hang on, guys. It is a fascinating conversation. I'm going to give the numbers out again. If uh, our audience wants to weigh in, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We will be back uh, with more on the Christine Moore scandal right after this. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. We are talking about the Christine Moore scandal on Parliament Hill. And uh, she, of course, is the NDP MP who is accused of abusing her power uh, and pursuing an unwanted relationship with a wounded war hero. Um, Nini, uh, she had this press conference and she's suing, including some of the media. Is that what you would have advised her to do? Well, as I mentioned, I think she... um She's done the right thing by coming out and being proactive. Um, you know, clearly um, the gentleman in the situation has provided his version of the narrative. She needs to provide a counter narrative, um, which she has done and good on her. That is communications 101 and issues management 101. Launching the law, the law um, suit is, is the right move as well. However, I do think that she overstepped by including the media as part of this. And in this process, it's about generating goodwill. You certainly do yourself no favors by going after the media as part of this. I I just want to jump in there, Libby, and I'm glad you said that, Mimi, because I was ready to say, to me, it's just a tactic to silence 
those who have reported on it. And uh, that's not looked very favorably by uh, uh, we media types. Um, so, yes, she definitely overstepped, and I think that's probably going to come back to haunt her. Um, what do you think, uh, Sue Ann, of the way uh, Jagmeet Singh is handling this? And the Aaron Weir thing, which to me is it's kind of beyond weird, <laughs> I have to say. Yeah, you know, I have to tell you, I'm going to, full disclosure, I come from a standpoint of somebody who's been assaulted twice, um, as you may or may not, not know. Sorry to hear that. Do- documented in my book. And um, once very seriously left for dead and then once sexually. And so I guess my threshold is, is pretty low for these kinds of things because uh, I've uh, you know, live through two terrible assaults, plus a break-in in my house last Saturday. So, oh, my God. Yeah, so I have a little, I have very low tolerance for this kind of stuff. And I think in the end, it's probably what uh, Mimi said, he said, she said. And to get into all this legal stuff and the Aaron Weir thing, and you looked at me the wrong way, and my God, just like, do your job as an MP, please. Can't you just do your job and, and not get into all this other stuff, this sideshow? Uh, yeah, and I, I find it, I mean, I don't know uh, if she's seen as uh, eccentric, but, but her doing all this third-party uh, calling out of, of men for whatever, I, I, I mean, I have to say, uh, I find that... I don't know, a little beyond the pale, Nini? Absolutely, yes. There's, a, you know, you mentioned the word hypocrisy a few times over the yeah. last few minutes, and and look, if if what he's saying is even half true, then there's a huge amount of hypocrisy, and she has been championing this issue on behalf of others, um, and not necessarily in the most. Uh, in the most sensitive ways in terms of sending out emails against Aaron Weir to the entire, you know, NDP caucus and so forth. Um, you know, as I said, you know, perhaps it's a matter of the revolution eating its own at this point. But uh, what I find really interesting, though, as well, is that, you know, you juxtapose this situation versus what happened to Patrick Brown a few months ago. Oh, uh, God. Yes. Patrick didn't last, what, 10 hours? Less than 24 hours in terms of being, you know, basically his job taken away from him, him being humiliated and him being basically turfed from the Conservative Party of Ontario. Whereas now there seems to be kind of more of a uh, uh, more of a tendency to give give her. Well, the benefit th- of the doubt. And I'm not sure whether it's a double standard based on gender or whether we're, we're evolving the way that we react to these things more generally. But it's, it's, an, interesting, uh, it's an interesting comparison. I, I think we are. That was right at the beginning of, of the whole thing. Uh, so, and, and right, you know, Harvey Weinstein, Patrick Brown, Albert Schultz, like, mm-hmm. boom, gone. And, and I think it's, it, I hope, it's calming down a little bit. And with Patrick Brown, there were definitely other things to play. There were people in that party who wanted him out. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Imagine that in politics, agendas coming into play. Right yeah, <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> imagine that. Fun. Sue Ann? Yes, I agree. Uh, I think, but I, you know, I think gender has come into play. And I, I think that had she been a man, um, it probably would have, she probably would have been forced out of the caucus and, and asked to sit as an independent. Um, so, yeah, I think that uh, there is a double standard at play. I feel strongly about that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I don't think Jagmeet Singh has handled it well at all. Uh, what do you think about the way Jagmeet Singh has handled it, Nini? Well, you know what? He's off to a pretty rough start. You know, in dealing with the Aaron Weir, you know, he wasn't suitably contrite in terms of and so forth. So that's why he got kicked out of caucus. I mean, it was just a really ham-handed way of handling the whole Aaron Weir situation. 
in this, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, it's almost like putting her on suspension, right? It is until an, an investigation is carried out. I think, you know, from my perspective, I think that's pretty measured. And I think hopefully he's learned a few lessons from the whole Aaron Weir f- fiasco. Once again, though, I come back to the point that it's so ironic that the, it's the NDP of all the parties uh, that are that are going through <laughs> this mess. Justice warriors. And, yeah. <laughs> yes. And, 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 uh, and, you know, if I'm, I'm the Tories and the liberals have been, you know, dragged into this a little bit as well. But if I'm just sitting back going, you know, you know what? Before you go up and start preaching to others, you know, look, look within first, right? Those in glass houses. Mm-hmm. I say that all the time, actually. <laughs> and I'm, I'm working on something for tomorrow that, that refers to that as well, the social justice warriors and the NDP. So, yeah, there's a lot of double standards going on. Well, I, I think he's had a rough, uh, a rough start altogether. I mean, beyond this question, uh, that's uh, a little beyond the scope of this discussion. But, yeah, I, I, uh, I think, um, yeah. He's uh, he's had a rough go. I mean, once again, you're coming back to this whole issue of 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 um, the truth will come out. Well, I don't know whether we'll get the full truth, but I think we'll get a more fulsome idea of exactly what went on between these two. And quite honestly, I mean, to Stan's point earlier, I don't know if we really need to know what's going on between uh, these exactly. two. I mean, it's a matter of just do your job, right? I mean, as yeah. an MP. Um, however, that being said, you know, it is a story now. It is a story revolving around sex, which is always a hot issue. You know, the evergreen kind of provocative issue. It involves a politician. It involves a wounded war hero. Um, as I said, there's alcohol. There's there's now he's brought in the whole issue of having a lie detector test and so forth. I mean, this is a po- approaching Trumpian stormy proportions, if well, you want to call it that. <laughs> Well, yeah, it um, it kind of is. And again, you know, there wasn't, he's not alleging that she did anything criminal. And it's it's kind of like Stormy said that she was kind of uh, maneuvered into uh, sleeping with Trump. And, and she, she says, you know, it was consensual. It, that's kind of what it sounds like if you believe him. And if you believe him as well, you you think it's out of the goodness of his heart and of him doing a public service of coming out this way, right? You know, he, he's gone on the record of saying, you know, I'm not saying I was raped. I was not saying I was, you know, he's doing all kinds of qualifiers. Now, you know, if he's doing this because to try to expose her hypocrisy, well, you know what? Fair enough. But the more I read, the more I hear as the facts are coming out, I do think that they're it's going to be somewhere in the middle. Now, whether it goes more to her side or to his side, but it sounds like he was at least a somewhat willing participant in this. And to actually proactively go and book tickets to visit her in Quebec, and her her riding is is right, you know, in the middle of nowhere, Quebec. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. a lot of effort to go for for someone for a a one time booty call, if you want to call it that. Or, but he obviously, you know, was motivated to go and take this, you know, to try to at least book a ticket. Um, more information is going to come out. I'm confident of that. And look, she has access and insights in terms of how to manage this from a issues perspective, Uh, maybe not through the party itself, but through acquaintances and so forth. She's well connected. Um, She will be able to mount a credible defense. She's already starting to do so. I agree with Sue Ann and just backing that whole issue of going after the media. Not a good move. What about the the tearful, you know, the tearful, this has been so hard on me and my family. I mean, my first thought was, you know, what do you think it was like for for the guys that you've call, called out? Well, I think uh, <clears throat> these, um, and, and being the subject of uh, a considerable attacks on, you know, in the media for my controversial right of center opinions, I think that, you know, sometimes the, the left, and she certainly exhibits this, as good at playing the victim. They're excellent at playing the victim. So, you know, turn on the tears, 
no thought to the fact that, you know, you've impacted on other people's lives. I mean, Aaron Weir is an example. So, uh, again, you know, I get back to what I said before. First of all, I don't have much sympathy for her. And second of all, where are the adults in this room? I mean, you know, Good you're listening question. to this. Yeah, where are the adults? They're acting like teenagers. We're, we're, we're running out of time, Nimi. Do you think that, uh, that her tearful uh, demeanor helped her, hurt her? Um, you know, I think we live in, a pre- in pretty cynical times right now. And I think, you know... Uh, you know, I think people can, for the most part, see through those kind of things. I do think and, and that there is a a natural uh, tendency for us to uh, to be a little bit uh, a little bit more concerned, or and just because of you know the challenges that women are facing in society in general to be, to to give women certainly the benefit of the doubt over men in situations like this. Um, but as I mentioned, I mean, you know, this is an individual who is a, a an experienced member of parliament who uh, has access to resources and power. The other thing to remember about uh, about Len Kirkland is he's a soldier. He was a soldier. He believes in chains of command. He believes in deference to authority and so forth. That's something to factor into this. Okay. Uh, we're basically out of time. Fascinating story. Thank you so much, uh, Sue Ann Levy, Post Media Columnist. You're and welcome. Nini Krishnapa. Well done. From uh, National Public Relations. That's all the time we have for Fight Back for today. On the political beat, uh, you heard Doug Ford taking your calls today. Thursday, Andrea Horvath. Uh, And uh, tomorrow, well, we'll see what tomorrow brings. That's all the time we have for Fight Back for today. We now break for traffic and news. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.